Right, hello and welcome to the very first Skulls of Wrath fake radio show for 2019. I am your host, Stinkface, and for those of you who have just stumbled across us randomly, thanks to random internet nonsense, you might consider this a podcast with a heavy focus on heavy metal. Uh, of course, recorded in the bells of New Zealand's South Island. So, uh, by all means, if the topic, the accent, or geographical location is a little bit too much for you to handle, then by all means, uh, move on to the next thing. Uh, thank you for spending five seconds with us. But uh, those of you sticking around, like I mentioned, this is the very first show of the year. This has been recorded uh, January the 1st. In fact, it's a Tuesday. Technically, they're still, because we are in New Zealand, first major country, I guess, to see the light of day for uh, 2019. There's still technically cities around the world yet to celebrate the stroke of midnight. That's where things are. Anyway, first show of the year. Uh, and I've already stated my intent, if you follow us on social media, to really sort of get things moving with this thing here, with this podcast. And because I'm really, truly not a fan of the eerie fairy overarching sound good kind of social media clickbait statements that you often see this time of year relating to resolutions all that sort of nonsense i just want to say that we are specifically aiming for a minimum bare minimum of 52 episodes released of the show for the year of 2019 so between uh, january 1st today and the 31st of december in what roughly 365 days time 52 episodes i want to have had release clean and clear into the world into the internet as it were uh stuff all the vagaries uh i think i've said before or maybe in person who knows uh, all that sort of airy fairy sort of feel good nonsense of uh, i want to do something grand uh hard numbers i think is where it's at we've sort of got to break it down make things easy we can always do one episode easy enough if we've got an idea 52 of them crazy uh being good at doing a podcast for 2019 or whatever the random nonsense might be uh, you know we need something more concrete to actually sink our teeth into but obviously throughout the year if we want to make this work um essentially we're working on a at a weekly basis but saying 52 episodes you know much the the same unfortunately we won't be able to have interviews for every single one of them many of them hopefully we are a small-time podcast after all, uh, but in order to sort of get sort of this one in the bag out and out the door, it's going to be me talking about some random topic and all that sort of stuff. Now, we do have uh, an interview with a German or a guitarist of a German band. Now, these guys have been releasing, I guess it's their third or fourth album, depending on who in the band you talk to, on the 11th of January. So we need to get it out before then. That's, we've got a date for that anyway. Uh, an end, you know, we need to get it out before the, well, maybe. These guys are recently signed, so this album is going to be their first album with a, a fairly uh, massive major record label in, in terms of metal. And I'm fairly excited for people to get hold of these guys. These uh, uh, give you a hint. They sort of they sort of plug the gap in the market where Opeth has sort of uh, pulled away from the death metal side of things. If you can kind of sort of grasp my meaning there, but today's show, the podcast today, what I'm talking about today, will be pure and simple uh, ranting, talking no interviews, no other interesting accents uh, apart from my one. And if you're not in New Zealand, then it's maybe it's an interesting accent. There you go. But what I talk about, because uh, I spent so long already going on about 52 episodes and was what, what essentially is our news resolution, but I don't like calling it that. I want to sort of focus on that. 
today. Uh, basically, it's going to be two parts. We're going to talk about news resolutions for a bit and how I think they're terrible. And uh, the other thing is I want to sort of recap and give my, yeah, fair enough, uh, granted, I'm sure it is, uh, rather cynical take on a um, uh, rather, I guess, kind of interesting, maybe, news piece that hit the headlines in the world of metal, indeed, live music, really, uh, at the end of 2018. But uh, don't forget, we're uh, available on Spotify, Apple iTunes Podcast, YouTube, and a bunch of other services as well. My Android phone can pick us up uh, on all sorts of random apps. And, of course, there's Skulls of Wrath on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well, just in case you have any comments or questions or you want to like all of our stuff and, uh, I don't know, do things that way. Now, in terms of resolutions, I'm not a fan of the whole stereotypical, generic, cliche kind of news resolution. You know, the going to do this, gonna, just a big, broad idea. Uh, I think, for the most part, they're far too vague, and uh, there's no way of really quantifying any kind of results, really, for the most part. If I mean, I mean, except for the final thing, you know, if you're going to lose weight if you're going to quit smoking or drinking you know there's there's no way of of passing that finish line until the whole thing's been done and dusted which yeah and of course this idea the podcast whatever we're talking about is a heavy metal podcast so with that in mind the genre itself we already know there's strong grassroots and, and strong proactive sense about it meaning a lot of you guys listening out there a lot of metal fans will be active in one way shape or form either playing in bands or whatever uh, so as, as young metalheads or starting out in a new band, the very least you know for a fact that there are certain steps you take uh, before you can get to a certain point, before you reach your, before you play your first gig in public, before you release your first album, whatever it is. Uh, at the very start of things, you're a kid, you listen to your first Iron Maiden Metallica song, Black Sabbath song, uh, you get inspired, first thing you've got to do is find the instrument that you want to play thousands upon thousands of uh, practice hours on, you've got to you know come come up with the idea of of uh, what kind of band, what kind of music you're going to play in terms of the subgenres of metal. You got to find the right band members. You got to you know all these sort of stuff. You got to find the list, uh, set list for any gigs you play. You got to practice. You got to do all this. Got to do all that. Not you know everything else in between. But each, what I'm saying is each little step is a small part of the whole of the overall. But they're all sort of it's a little step forward, a little sort of step sort of compounding building you up to that certain point, whether it's that first gig or first album, whatever it is. You don't suddenly just one day, with no experience under your belt, just turn around and say, hey, look, I'm going to be the next big metal band, and then after one month, just give up because it's not working out. It's, it's not how things work out. So what I'm saying is, you know, that's how we relate there in terms of metal fans, uh, you know, and then the resolutions. We all know this. We all, it's not hard to figure out. I can't say I know too many people, or metalheads for that matter. I think some metalheads are people, you might say that. They're going for this sort of whole stupid resolution thing. I think it's a, um, most of us know it's a waste of time. But at the top of the show, obviously, uh, I made a, a point of mentioning 52 episodes, clean and clear. It's far less vague, each little step, one podcast is easy to put out. Not a worry. Uh, so I guess with that in mind, that sort of, what we've done there is sort of taken something on a, effectively it's worked out on a weekly basis for the podcast itself, is each each uh, new episode we put out, uh, it sort of makes us take that extra step forward. Normally we probably wouldn't do uh, an episode like this one, for example, 
if we didn't need to or didn't feel the compulsion to put one out and then i'd be sitting there after a week or two you know uh, I'm about the sort of things and then the only ones I'd put out would be any interview ones and then I'd be second guessing myself and then the whole thing would just turn into a bloody shit show at the end of 2019 uh, but what I'm saying is the, these big things these big stupid ideas are a complete waste of time I'm not a big fan of them at all the smaller things the smaller easier to do maybe repeat it on a daily weekly monthly basis whatever for example uh, personally I am going to be setting my alarms for work or most days of the week really an hour earlier so i can get up uh and as well as that is i want to make sure that i uh, one thing i want to do is listen to at least one new album each week that i wouldn't normally obviously spotify and all that sort of stuff makes it a cinch uh, i just gotta sit down and and have the time instead of just uh uh either nothing or this or the same things or the same uh albums i sort of have on the high rotations in my own personal playlists Try something new. Now, having said that, this is end of the year in the December, the build up to the, the to, uh, uh, holiday shutdown for work. I found myself uh, needing to get to work a little bit earlier, uh, set the alarm an hour or two, whatever, earlier, so I could get in there to make sure everything was done before the end of year breakup, whatever it was. And I found that I'm not a big fan of waking up uh, before I need to. But just that extra time, just hanging out, chilling out for a bit. Even though I left a bit earlier, uh, if I'm not leaving a bit earlier, uh, on a regular basis, I can just sort of, you know, chill out a wee bit, hang out with the kids, just relax, whatever. I found it much better a morning experience than just sort of the waking up 10 minutes after my last alarm has sort of gone off, running late, trying to slam down the hot, muddy black coffee and then sort of get out the door as quick as I can so I can sit in traffic for two seconds um, uh, and then sort of still end up running late for work. So, you know, an hour earlier, maybe a bit extra tired, but I'm always tired, so it doesn't really matter. But it's sort of that morning thing, it makes the morning far better, I felt. So it's not sort of it was out of the blue, I'd already tried it and liked it. Same thing with the new album thing. I sort of already do it for whatever idea I've come up with the podcast. If you've been following us recently, I tried to sort of do medical homework idea, and I sort of, well, I sort of had four or five of these things, uh, new albums that are potentially, uh, most of them I probably would have, some of them I wouldn't have. There's sort of funny ideas, but this sort of piles up a bit much. So I know I can do at least one new, random, uh, uh, unforeseen, whatever, album a week. You know, that wouldn't normally do it. There's one I can do. Easy. And then you can build up on that. One, two, three. You know, after a month, that's, that's four a month that you wouldn't normally, without too much effort. This is not sort of exerting myself too far way shape or form and then of course by the time you hit next year this time next year you've gotten well used to it all you can just add another small wee thing whatever it happens to be and then of course before you know it you've got a uh you know an awesome uh badass podcast and you don't need to spout on about random uh off the cuff kind of uh topics like this one <laughs> i had that, that that line in mind and that was going to bring me segue me down to the second one um but originally, when I was sort of coming up with this thing, I was we had sort of breaking uh, this podcast into three uh, three topics. The last one was just sort of a real honest to god filler rubbish sort of waste of a topic where I was just writing through the posts that I'd done on social media, which was uh, on Facebook, which was sort of just a complete waste of time. No one wanted to hear that, so I sort of I cut that idea out. I mean, it's I call it Sting Face Online. I think we might sort of introduce it if we have need for it as a sort of a catch all. At some point in the future, if we get sort of questions online or something interesting actually happens, that we sort of can't sort of slot into somewhere else. I mean, it's, why not? You just start talking about stuff. I don't know. 
But because we, I think I'm just diving straight into these two topics, an idea, like I said, I think uh, most of these ideas I'm sort of talking about here, these sort of sentiments that I'm expressing, pretty sure when you sort of do the random Google YouTube search, it's always the positive, the high view rated ones, whatever the, the professional YouTube channels that pop up and it's be like, how to complete your resolutions, how to do this, how to lose weight, how to work out and... I think barely ever, hardly ever, there's going to be anyone who would be like, res news resolutions are a terrible idea. As they stand. Basically, in summary, I think ter uh, the cliched news resolutions as they sit, as they stand, terrible idea. Break it down. You want to lose weight? Say, look, I'm going to stop doing this. Start doing that. Each day I'm going to do one little thing. Yeah, there's not too much of an effort. Just doesn't take that much to do. And then there you go. I think it's far better than saying, I want to do this, that, and other thing. It's big things. If you sort of got no planning behind it, if you've got no sort of uh, uh, method of attack, then it's just going to fall by the wayside and you're going to forget about it. Uh, but this is a half-formed thought in my mind that I was going to try and use somewhere else if I sort of was running low, but I think... Oh, so bring it in here. So there's an idea I had a, a little while ago. Uh, YouTube... Uh, videos and all that sort of stuff takes you on these random rabbit holes. I found myself um, something I watched as a kid. I think the younger brothers and all that were big into it when I was on the TV. Is that the the Japanese uh, cartoon show uh, Dragon Ball Z? Well, this is plenty of fans out there. It's probably pretty mainstream these days. I don't know. But I'm thinking if you're wanting tips for practically guaranteeing any kind of success in any, any endeavors, to take lessons from that show from Dragon Ball Z. Um, so if, you, if you're aware of it, it's uh, essentially it's uh, kind of the Superman story in a way. Uh, Goku, he's a alien humanoid from another. He has a tail monkey, whatever. He comes to Earth, uh, and then he sort of just uh, acclimatizes. Becomes a essentially becomes um, uh, whatever. He's a martial artist fighter, and um, so what he does is he's singularly minded. He's laser focused on a goal of being, I guess, the best martial artist fighter. Often to the detriment of, uh, I guess, uh, uh, family events or whatever like that. But for in terms of pure success as in the martial arts arena, he's laser focused towards this goal. Nothing can shake him from it. He secondly he puts in the hours. Not only is he seeking out others to train with, he's seeking out other, I guess, masters and all that sort of stuff in the martial arts to learn from. And he's constantly testing himself out with the various people he's. Uh, I guess it's a third point. He's sort of testing himself out his knowledge and always sort of itching for the next sort of martial art fight. So not only is he he's putting in the hours, he's, he's, you know, he's working hard at it, he's learning from other people, he's accepting guidance and help from other people, but he's also testing himself, testing his knowledge to make sure he's got it all good or whatever. Like, you know, and every defeat that he has is a message to himself that it's, a, it's about working harder, learn more, whatever. It's not a setback, it's a step up almost, if you will. Uh, another one is, if you see him, it's, I guess, a sickening kind of element to it, but his attitude, well, he's sickeningly positive in his motivation and in getting better and uh, in a sort of focus of his end goal, if you will. He's, he's you know, fighting someone. And he's, he's mentioned several times, certainly in the video, uh, in the videos that I happen to watch, that he's enjoying the fight, even if he's maybe not winning so much. He... Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's reveling in uh, a new lesson, uh, uh, I guess being made better or something, whatever it is, you know what I mean? So um, it's, 
always with the attitude. It's the attitude, positive, motivated, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I guess uh, the other sort of another sort of point, rather naff, but sort of sickening point about it is, uh, I guess he's always always has his. I guess they call him the Dragon Ball Z fighters around his group of family and friends that are sort of, I guess, always sort of seem to provide him with a certain drive, or whatever, certain support. And I guess as as real life humanoid people in the real world, you probably might need that a wee bit. It's certainly uh, sometimes doing something selfishly or for yourself. For your own personal benefit is not so much a um a push along a motivational push but doing it for uh friends family whatever that needs to be done you can sometimes get you over the line i think so anyway i'm sure that's there's a youtube video about that but i think um pretty much if there's anything any sort of humanly uh possible feat that you want to sort of accomplish it's not that hard if you so long as you're sort of absolutely purely uh, laser focused and sort of uh blinkered almost in, the, in that sort of just singular mindedness to get the goal done you sort of put in the hours put in the time put in the hard work put in the uh sweat but also seek help from others who who know the stuff who, who have the knowledge and test yourself and then each defeat maybe every stumbling block is not a bad thing but then, of course, the attitude, which all ties it all together. Positive attitude, motivated, which obviously helps with the laser focus and getting you through. Helps with the uh, the long hours of, of whatever hard effort training, I guess, in Goku's case. But we know what I mean. Anyway. Like I said, this is a half-formed kind of thought that I had. I was going to bring it up in a couple of weeks. And I sort of had time to sort of hash it a bit more. But I think... If there's any if you're linking it to uh new year's resolutions if you've sort of got a, a hefty goal in mind i think it's the broad strokes uh some of these might be able to help you out in uh in that respect but anyway anyway so moving on now this is uh i'm sure i'm going to edit a lot of this out because it's just kind of naff to talk about for the most part but the second topic i wanted to talk about in this very first uh fake radio show segment um is a news story which hit the headlines uh, in the metal world uh, concerning uh, concerning live music in the UK, and it revolved, uh, it revolved around uh, a certain empire of fraud, basically, as concocted by uh, a I guess the the frontman of a band called Threaten. Now the story behind it is in uh, I guess mid to late 2018, uh, a bunch of UK venue managers, I guess, uh, took to social media to complain about the lies and trickery and essentially fraudulent. Like, legally speaking, I'm pretty sure there'd be a case if there's ever any sort of, if it was ever worthwhile. Uh, fraudulent sort of activity of a metal band uh, booking shows at, at, at venues and uh, not bringing the crowds, uh, the sellout crowds, as were promised. Now, came to the metal news blog site metalsucks.net to publish a uh, I guess an expose on the band on Threaten with an IN at the end that eventually uh, I guess through this eventually uncovered uh, a whole raft of fake uh, management companies record labels all sorts of stuff uh, uh, bought for YouTube and Facebook and uh, social media kind of attention likes views whatever it is all sorts of stuff and this was uh, I guess and, and the whole point being is that the venues booked the shows 
on the back of all these sort of, as it turns out, fake companies. You know, apparent endorsements from these companies. Um, so really, that's more or less a background of, of what sort of happened um, with the band Threaten and their sort of ill-fated, I'm assuming, UK tour. Now, my issue, uh, the, my critical sort of eye on it uh, comes in sort of two parts. Firstly, the motivation behind the mass spreading, the sort of the hype that the story gained at the end of 2018 and then secondly the part was the sort of the human side of things of um the, the guy himself i'm sort of wondering about jared threaten himself and his uh maybe state of mind or sort of where he was sort of sitting once the sort of everything sort of the, the whole firestorm of the metal sucks driven sort of expose sort of really blew up um but i feel first to the first point with gunning metal sucks i feel that there's a massive uh push the massive push that, that happened the hype was really i felt that there's a massive ego drive kind of behind it um obviously the guys working there they're professionals they're, they're the metal sucks if you're not familiar with the, the website there are they are a news site but they will add a certain sort of usually humorous or sort of slightly less serious editorials to news stories all that sort of stuff so on the whole, they're kind of, I mean, with a name like Metal Sucks, for a start, it's, they're not known as, it's just simple sort of, straight as an arrow kind of, this is just the news, they sort of will have a, a bit of a play here and there, and sort of give their own, either personal takes or, or whatever, sometimes it's sort of humorous, or sometimes it's tongue-in-cheek, whatever's going on, so, overall, potentially maybe they're not taken as fully seriously as some other people might be, but... They are professional nonetheless. They they do run a, a professional website, uh, and I do uh, frequent it quite often. I was, in fact, one of the few um, other web uh, podcasts within, uh, I guess, the genre that I would have listened to was the uh, Chuck and Godless driven uh, Metal Sucks podcast. I listened to most of that quite a bit uh, back in the day before they sort of left that um, platform, I guess. But my point being is that the guys, the authors of the articles, whatever, at Metal Sucks seeing these disgruntled uk venue managers whatever complaining of you know the t poor turnout of shows and and reading into it a little bit more that being the professionals that they were they would have been able to sniff out or, or acknowledge certainly that this particular story this 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 little series of events ran directly almost directly counter to that kind of the legendary kind of pre-existing narrative of the management side of music being the evil corrupt ones being the fraudulent ones and they who, who prey on the poor innocent hard-working musicians you know juicy juicy story here it's not the other way around typically so whenever that happens obviously with the news you know it's, it's a flip on their head so it's let's let's uh let's fluff the living daylights out of the story and and metal sucks have their, their their sort of network of copy paste kind of fellow metal blogs out there and as in a quick aside, if you wonder what I'm talking about there, I'll copy paste and go get yourself uh, on your phone, maybe a news feed app or whatever, a news app that will read the RSS feeds of various websites. Go out, plug in as many of the many as many of the big metal news sites into this thing as you can find. Sit on it for a month and you'll see what I mean. As soon as a big story will hit, bling, 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 and amongst all that, there'll be half a dozen. Most of the time, it is almost directly copy and pasted. Literally, there's a few, someone's just sort of changed that we here at Metal Sucks think, you know, to we here at, you know, or metal, you know, whatever. Granted, 
and to be fair, I, mean, I know this is sound like I'm sort of coming down on the Metal Sucks guys, but they're one of the few from memory that they, they as I said, they were an editorial to a lot of these things. So they'll sort of publish, I guess, essentially what is the a press release, the core of it, and then sort of add their funny little tank on it. A few other, uh, one or two other guys do that as well, but most of them, the clickbait, uh, clickbait the uh, copy paste network will literally just pump out almost with bare minimal changes the exact article and then like i said in your news app you your hundreds of news stories filtering through from your 50 news uh, pages that you're following and there'll be half a dozen to a dozen stories almost exactly the same for each little headline recently the, the arch enemy banning the photographer oh my god so if you ever hear me getting sick of things it's because i've seen it like a dozen times and as soon as something is, is oh, irritating copy and paste network a, i can't think of a better way more accurate way of just sort of describing it but anyway all this kind of turned uh what would normally be a kind of mildly interesting story were it to run normally but having fluffed the living down itself it turned it into a sort of a clickbait nightmare which if you fast forward sort of a couple of weeks ultimately resulted in uh the guy at the heart of it all jared threatened being interviewed apparently i didn't see it I saw the news uh, report on the interview from another website. He got interviewed, of course, on uh, he featured on Rolling Stone magazine, the website or whatever it was. I don't know who, where. He ended up essentially top of the heap. That's where he went. So, with all that in mind, you can't tell me that this isn't MetalSucks.net being uh, kind of because they're not being the more proper serious news outlet. They're sort of testing their clout seeing where something can go see how much uh, start this firestorm and see where it can spread and on the surface of it not looking into it any further than that there's sort of an ego driven let's see let's see how good we are kind of sucks to be the guy in the center of it all if he was genuinely trying to accomplish something or if there was some sort of genuine plan in mind at the heart of it all that was kind of really kind of sucks to be that guy if it was it sounds like I'm not saying it was in this case but you know what I mean? This is all just the whole thing has just been hyperinflated at the hest of someone else's ego. And if you know, if the guy was genuinely trying to do something, kind of sucks. Not going to say, but I mean, it's all bearing in mind. I think did I say it before? I may have uh, passed over this time. Obviously, Jared Threaten and his fraudulent activities should pay whatever price that it comes to him. I'm not saying that he's uh, not uh, guilty in any way, shape, or form. But this is just a funny little spin on it, right? So. That's all I'm saying. That isn't aside, just if he's done his, you know, did the crime, he's got to, you know, pay for it all and all that sort of stuff. But second point being, of course, metal sucks. Testing the size of the media dicks aside, kind of the other feeling about it, it's sort of harder to describe because I feel like this, the overall arc of all this sort of may not, not have been indirectly a part of Threaten's Jared Threaten's initial plans, kind of in a way. If you know what I mean, kind of many double negatives there, but I mean, I, I point to a reply tweet from uh, Threaten uh, where he talked about turning a quiet room into an international news story. You know, okay, fine, but all the news, all the all the social media tags and ads and hashtags were Joe Rogan podcast to uh, BBC News, whatever, Rolling Stone, all the big mainstream news outlets, all that sort of stuff. So he's out there for the attention. He's obviously sometimes people just say it as an excuse, but I think. Ultimately, at the sort of heart of it all, he, he almost 
he was loving the attention. He was, he was liking what he saw. Obviously, he, this all sort of sparked off while he was already, well, halfway through, I guess, his UK tour. So any sort of premeditation on his part, maybe poor planning. But, I mean, and uh, the other thing too is, in any case like this, where you've got one person at like the center of a firestorm like this, I always sort of hope that someone is sort of, uh, or that they have the sort of the gumption to go see maybe a professional sort of uh, a shrink or whatever, just to sort of talk it through, make sure he's someone that's just making sure that he's all good. Because uh, I guess when you've sort of got the, similarly the, the world's uh, metal media news bearing down on you, uh, if you, you know, can play havoc if you're sort of uh, with your uh, mental well-being sometimes, potentially. I don't know, never been in that case, but um that aside there is that certain feeling that maybe uh like a stereotypical troll internet troll maybe that he was not not entirely not enjoying it uh to the point where i felt that when all these news stories were piling in and they're talking to other actual mainstream musicians in the metal world about this guy almost felt like ignoring him altogether and just sort of putting radio silence on him would have been uh, maybe something he probably would have not preferred. Would have been like the best thing just to sort of just, just douse out the flames and just sort of just drop it entirely. Stop running with it. Stop trying to fluff the living daylights out of it. Stop trying to get more clickbait from this guy. Just ignore him. Move on to the next thing. That maybe uh, would have been more detrimental maybe to his... Uh, as um, Jared threatens maybe eco or whatever about things. Because he end ultimately, as I mentioned, he ended up in an interview with Rolling Stone. So that's almost top of the heap in terms of news and stuff. So that's... And then, um, just quickly, I, I didn't really know how to sort of wrap up this sort of idea. I was just basically, essentially, this is the second part of saying that this, this guy at the centre of all this effectively feels like an internet troll and is enjoying the whole thing. But it felt like... I just had a, th a random thought sort of popped into my mind as sort of considering this this topic. It was basically, almost be like a tweet, I would not be surprised if Metal Sucks wasn't sponsored in some way, shape or form by Threaten, by Jared Threaten to, to run this, this this story, this, these sort of hit pieces as it were. It seemed like, you know what I mean? Everything was, and you go, to the point where you go into a social media now and there's, 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 it seems to be as many there's more people showing up in support of the band and sort of saying, hey, I saw this guy play and this is, he's all right. You know, he's, he's actually a literal example of no news, no exposures, bad exposure, no, no publicity, it's bad publicity. All this sort of, he really has turned, uh, it's sort of, I guess, he, I don't know what's what's going on. He's called himself a solo artist now on his Facebook page and he's, he's still sort of moving forward despite it all. Um... And the media, the news media, I guess, sort of copying, pasting all the negative stories about him, exposing him, as it were. He's obviously got his supporters and his detractors, and most of his fans are supporting him. So it's he's got more, he hasn't blown up and gone crazy, but maybe he's um, achieved his goal and carved out a wee niche for himself, with people knowing exactly sort of what's been going on. So, yeah, like I said... My two points there with the whole idea it really did feel like uh, a hyperinflated piece a news story something that's mildly interesting maybe turns out to be crazy clickbait kind of stuff all because of a what 
ego of a, a website people and the second point being the guys an internet troll and seem to be enjoying it <laughs> anyway there's been metal sucks is my is the last minute change to the to the idea i had for this thing but uh tune in next week we're going to have like i mentioned the interview with uh with the dude from uh, nailed to obscurity there if you've listened all the way through i'm going to give you it. next week it's going to be the guitarist their german band they've got um well they say on their website their, their material their uh, the pr will say that they have through for this will be the fourth album uh, but talking to them, I guess they consider one of them to be an EP. Like I said, it depends on who you're talking to in the band. And it really does, I guess these days it's a... I mean, back in the day you'd call it progressive death metal, but I guess with the whole um, uh, technical, you know, tech death, prog death, it sort of changes the landscape of the things. But this is easiest way to describe them really is uh, baby opeth. It's a sort of a, um up-and-coming sort of opeth not necessarily opus wannabe but it sort of fills that hole in the market where opus sort of the opus left when they um, decided to sort of move away from the death metal screams and that sort of stuff um so in that respect sort of excited to see uh, how people react and sort of uh yeah sort of take these guys when they um sort of release their first album with nuclear blast records uh which will be a major stage for them they're sort of being touring around Europe. They're on tour at the moment, or very shortly in two thousand, in early January, two thousand nineteen, with um, you know, Soul Work, Amorphous, a massive sort of dates around Europe and all that sort of stuff. So they're out and about, the gigging around. Black Frost. They've got two singles out now, which I'll mention on videos, which I'll mention uh, during the show. But Nailed to Obscurity is our next interview. Here on Scars of Wrath. Thank you for listening. Uh, two thousand nineteen, like I said, big year. And I will say, quietly now, I can say at the end of it, now that there, you know, there's many people listening to it, the point that be dropping off. Wouldn't normally, as I think just to rehash, like I said before, probably wouldn't normally put this one to air. Probably come up with the idea and sort of shelve it, but we've got 52 of these to do. It's it's good to, there's benefit in, alright, there's cats everywhere now, benefit in putting some of these out, starting and completing one of these things, I think. Um, like I said, sort of, we can move on. I can get this off my mind. Move on to number two, which would be our Nailed to Obscurity interview. And then later on, we've got a, not a fresh interview, but a, a different one after that. Plans so essentially, we've already got three uh, it, it really sort of hit the ground running for 2019. So, anyway, yeah, like I said, this has been recorded on the 1st of January. There's still time zones around the world yet to hit midnight. At this point, so well, I mean, it's still yeah, New Zealand and all that sort of stuff. You know, skies of breath. We'll catch you later. Thanks for listening. Ta ta. <laughs>